This podcast comes from online worship on Sunday the 18th of July. Hi everyone, I just want to welcome you to our online uh, service tonight. It's a fairly short service uh, this evening. And um, I just wanted to mention a couple of things before we uh, start. Um, some of you who are listening or watching, you've perhaps seen in the news earlier this week that the government are making changes to restrictions uh, starting from tomorrow right across Scotland and that will affect churches uh, also. Um, so it, some of the new regulations mean moving from two metre distancing to one metre distancing. Uh, but before we can actually implement that in the church, we have to go through our uh, risk assessment schedule, um, reorganise the seating in the church, etc. before that can take place. Um, the kits, when the kit session met uh, online a few weeks ago, we felt it was best, and I'm, I'm going away on holiday for the next three Sundays, that it was best that we don't have any face-to-face -face services over those Sundays and um, give everyone a, a wee break because we, we have a terrific team at both Mount Kirk and East End uh, folks helping with all the kind of COVID-related uh, things including cleaning uh, in between various services as well and uh, I know it's been a very tough um, number of months for everyone to keep those services going every week so we felt it was best to, to have a break for three weeks that gives us time to reassess the seating arrangements and then when we come back, which will be Sunday the 15th of August, um, there'll be different arrangements in place. And one of those which is really important uh, to take note of is it will no longer be required for you to book for a service at church. And also if you perhaps miss a Sunday or you know you're going to be away, you won't have to phone to let us know uh, that you won't be there that Sunday. The track and trace system will still be in place. It means that we will keep a list of those who have been attending and anyone who starts coming to church, um, well, their name will just be added to the list for the following week. Um, and I think that will be better for everyone. So you won't have to call in if you want to book for church. And you won't have to book a ticket or anything like that. And part of the reason that that was in place was just because of the restrictions on numbers because of the two metre distancing. But because we're moving to one metre distancing, um, that's really not such a factor. Uh, anymore, and that applies to both Mount Cook and Greenock East End uh, as well, because our capacities will be expanded significantly after that point. So uh, you will unfortunately still be required to wear a mask during the service, um, at least for the time being, and that applies to singing uh, in particular. Um, if there's any change to that, I will let you know uh, in time. Okay, and while I'm away, uh, there won't be any live online services but what um, I plan to do is just to schedule some previously recorded services uh, that we had done last year and they'll be scheduled to go on on Facebook uh, while I'm away. Okay, um, something else I wanted to mention, we had an absolutely fantastic day yesterday, uh, our Young Life uh, Fun Day which was called Mini Stage and Slam uh, which we held both at Mount Cook and also Murderson Park. Um, it went very, very well, beyond all expectations. And um, I'm just going to share a couple of photos with you to give you an idea uh, of what we were up to. Um, I think we have... Press the right button. There we go. Um, so this is 
us up at Murdiston Park, uh, and some fun with Nerf guns there. Uh, it was a really terrific day, and the weather was very kind to us indeed uh, yesterday. And <laughs> some of the boys as well uh, taking it very seriously uh, in the Nerf Wars. And there's the whole team, uh, or at least some of the team who were helping that day and our leaders and young people as well. So we had 24 young people from P7 up to S6 uh, were there for the whole day, which was absolutely fantastic. And um, we had nine uh, leaders from through in the east of Scotland and Gorebridge, Edinburgh, and from Stirling as well, and Young Life staff helping us for the day. We also had our own local leaders and team from Mount Kirk, Greenock East End, and also Inverclyde Youth for Christ, uh, which we couldn't have done the event um, without their input. So a big thanks to all of them. Um, so it was a really fantastic day, and uh, hopefully we'll maybe do it again sometime. Uh, it was great fun. Um, and if you're wondering, we will, I'll be putting a video together uh, with, we've got video clips and more photographs. Uh, later in August, you'll, you'll be able to see everything that we, we got up to that day. Okay, um, so we're going to begin our time of worship with a, a prayer. So wherever you're watching or listening, for those listening by telephone uh, as well, please join us together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks and praise as we gather in worship this evening. Lord, we thank you for your presence with us wherever we are. Lord, we come to acknowledge that you're Almighty God, our Creator, the Maker of all things, the one who made us in your image, the one who breathed life into us and sustains us by your power. Lord, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, lived, died on the cross and rose again from the dead, that our sins might be forgiven, that we might have everlasting life. And even though everything in this world might perish, Lord, we are thankful that those who trust in your Son have life everlasting. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, the one who is with us always, the one who walks beside us, the one who is our helper, the one who empowers us in order to share Jesus with the world and to follow him. So Lord, we ask that as we gather in worship today, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us afresh. Speak to us powerfully through your word in the scriptures, through the hymns, through all that we share, Lord, in these moments. And Lord, we pray for those listening today who've been struggling in recent times, those struggling with isolation and not being able to see family and friends, those struggling with illness, um, those who've been feeling down and depressed through this period of time in lockdown. Lord, I just ask your blessing upon everyone. Lord, for those that have been struggling with their faith, Lord, I pray that you would bring encouragement to them today. And Lord, we pray for our two congregations of Mount Cook and Greenock East End. Lord, we pray that in this next season coming out of this period of lockdown and lesser restrictions, Lord, you would help us to rebuild. 
we continue to see people coming back to church and new people coming along that have never been before. That in this season, Lord, you would do something mighty among us. That you would pour out your Holy Spirit in great power to see lives changed and transformed by the gospel. And so wherever we are today, we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples as we join with the whole worldwide church, as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. So as we worship, we're going to sing. Uh, feel free to join in at home. And uh, this hymn is Bless the Lord, O My Soul. Bless the Lord, O My Soul, O My Soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O My Soul. I'll worship your holy name The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul Worship His holy name Sing like never before
draws near and my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise on and Okay, our reading for today is from the book of Acts, chapter 11. Uh, for those that have maybe been following the services the last few weeks, we've been uh, in the book of Acts. And uh, today we're looking at one of those characters in the book of Acts, a person of great faith. I think we can learn uh, a great deal from A few weeks ago we were looking at Stephen, and uh, today we're looking at Barnabas, who was a a co-worker with the Apostle Paul. It tells us in verse 19 of Acts 11. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. And some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. In the Lord's hand, was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. And when he arrived, he saw the evidence of the grace of God. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And so for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Amen. So Barnabas, this uh, man who's described here as working with Apostle Paul, um, the question is, who is he? Who is Barnabas and what can we find out about him? What can we learn from his life? Um, well, first of all, he was a, we know that he worked with Paul 
um, you know, from this time onwards. And um, later, if you, if you read through the Book of Acts, Barnabas uh, features in a great deal of the Book of Acts as he works alongside Paul. Uh, they had a powerful ministry together. And in Acts chapter 4, earlier in the book, it actually tells us a little bit more about uh, Barnabas. So he was known by another name, Joseph, um, first of all, uh, but known as Bar Barnabas among all the apostles. He was a Levite from the island of Cyprus, and that means that Barnabas was a priest. He served in the Jewish priesthood. He would have served in his local synagogue. And when he was in Jerusalem, he would certainly, will certainly have served in the temple in Jerusalem. And uh, a person became a Levite when they were part of a particular uh, branch of the, the Jewish uh, family or ancestry. Um, in the same way that we are told that um, John the Baptist's uh, father uh, was also a Levite as well. He was a priest. And Barnabas's name also means son of encouragement. The name Barnabas literally means son of encouragement. And as we'll see later on, this wasn't just part of Barnabas's name, but this was something that he lived out as well. We're also told here that he sold a field that he owned and he brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. And this perhaps tells us that Barnabas was probably a wealthy man. He had some wealth behind him, but that he was also generous. And that he was so passionate about the gospel. He wanted to see the gospel going out he sold property that he had and he gave all the money to the apostles to see the gospel go forth. So that gives us a little bit of his, his background. So he was certainly a, he was a devout um, Jewish man. He would have been well versed in the scriptures if he was a Levite in the same way that the apostle Paul was a Pharisee. He was well versed in the scriptures. Um, so we can perhaps see some reasons why these two men worked uh, together. And uh, as we'll find out, Barnabas really was a, a great encouragement to Saul and Paul, as they became known later on. And uh, they worked together as a great team and were very effective in proclaiming the gospel and bringing people to faith in Jesus. So in the passage that we just read, um, we see a number of things that we can tell about this man Bar Barnabas and the first thing is that he really was an encourager not just the fact that it's the meaning of his name he really was someone who encouraged the church we're told there in verse 23 says when he arrived and saw this evidence of God's blessing in Antioch he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord so when Barnabas went to Antioch. He was sent out by the church in Jerusalem, by the apostles, which meant that he was obviously someone who they trusted. They recognised that he was a man of great faith and they sent him out to find out what was going on. And when he saw the evidence of God's grace and God's blessing, eh, he was filled with joy. And when the scriptures talk about it, God's grace, and in that sense, I think what it's telling us is that people's lives were being changed by the gospel. 
People were turning away from their sins and people were beginning to follow Jesus as Saviour. And so Barnabas was filled with joy when he saw that. And that is the mark of a someone who has an evangelistic heart, the mark of an evangelist. Um, you can always tell it when someone hears a story about someone coming to faith in Jesus, you can see them beaming from ear to ear, that they're filled with joy. And that should be true of all of us, but I think there are some people who are particularly gifted in evangelism and they have been given a passion for that. And uh, that's very much what Barnabas was like as well. But he was also an encouragement to the believers to stay true to the Lord there. Now remember this was a time of persecution and you can imagine many people had wavered in their faith under the pressure of persecution. And Barnabas was such an encouragement to the believers there not to forsake the Lord, to continue to believe and trust in the Lord Jesus. And so he had that gift of encouragement and that is such a precious gift in the church to have, to have people who are encouragers. Um, Barnabas seemed to be particularly gifted in this area and when he discovered his gift, it was something that he, he used uh, within the church. Um, to build up the church and build up believers in the Lord. And to an extent, we all, we all have to do that. We have to encourage one another in the Lord, especially in the time that we have gone through recently. Um, I know that there are, there are many people who have not been able to get to church for all sorts of reasons uh, in this season even though churches opened up again, health reasons. I know some people are very fearful of the virus. Um, some get very anxious wearing a mask and having to wear a mask in church for 45 minutes, an hour, is can make people anxious. Um, some have perhaps got out of the habit of coming to church on the Lord's Day. There are all sorts of different reasons, but we have to encourage one another to stay true to the Lord, to continue to follow him, and also to gather together. It says in Hebrews chapter 10 that we should not forsake meeting together. It's really important. Now, I know that many people have said that they found online services a great blessing during this period when they couldn't get to church. I've spoken to some people who have come to faith in Jesus through the online services, which is wonderful. But we still have to meet together. Um, we still have to share fellowship together. We still have to encourage one another uh, in the Lord. Face-to-face uh, -face as well as online as well. So please encourage one another in this next season as hopefully we return to some more normality of life, uh, both in the church and in the community as well and continue to pray that this virus that has taken so much from people's lives will be finally uh, defeated. So what else can we learn from Barnabas? Well we're told that he was someone that was full of the Holy Spirit and that is so key to the success that Barnabas saw in his ministry. Now, success can be measured in lots of different ways. 
Um, some people might measure the number of people who turn up for something or how much money is in the offering plate. But as followers of Jesus, the only criteria we should be looking for is change lives. People putting their faith and trust in Jesus. And that was something that we see in the life of Barnabas. And it was because he was full of the Holy Spirit that these things happened in his ministry and around him. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And it also tells us in verse 24, Barnabas was a good man, a righteous man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. So because he was full of the Holy Spirit, that tells us that he was close to God. He was a good man. He was a righteous man. He was serious about holiness. He was serious about living for God and following the teaching of Jesus. He was someone who was strong in his faith. And at a time of persecution, that was so important because other people were looking to him for leadership. And his faith remained strong even under pressure and persecution. And so Barnabas was then able to encourage others in the church to remain strong when they felt under pressure, eh, when they were struggling, when their faith felt weak. And I know for some people, the, the pandemic has perhaps shaken some people's faith and they've been struggling with their faith, all sorts of questions. And equally, I know people who have come to faith and started exploring faith for the first time because of the pandemic. It's opened up questions for them that perhaps they've never had to face before. But when we ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit, then we're better placed to, to have the kind of ministry that Barnabas had. In fact, we can't have that kind of ministry without the Holy Spirit. To have that strength of faith when things are tough. To remain righteous when under all kinds of pressure and temptations. And Barnabas was that kind of person. And someone that, that we can look up to and aspire to be like. Because at the end of the day, he wanted to follow Jesus. And that's why he lived the way that he did. And then, last of all, we see that Barnabas and Paul as well were in Antioch where people were first called Christians. And when we hear that word, we perhaps don't think too much about it because we're so familiar with it. But before this period of time, this word was not even known. It wasn't even used in fact, it was used as a derogatory term by the pagans of Antioch to describe the Christians. And it literally means little Christ. So Paul and Barnabas and the rest of the church there, the nickname that people had for them was little Christ. In other words, there's something about their life and something about what they did reflected Jesus himself. And what we see in Verse 26 of Acts 11, it says, And when he had found him, when Barnabas found Saul, so he'd gone to Tarsus, he brought Saul with him to Antioch. And it says, For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch the disciples were first called Christians. 
Now, we don't know exactly why they were called Christians there, uh, but it must have been something about what they said and what they did. that People identified them with Jesus. It may have been the miracles that certainly followed the preaching of Paul and Barnabas. It may have been the way that they loved people and the way that the church loved one another would have been a visible sign to the culture around them that these people were like Jesus himself. And perhaps the people there had heard about Jesus and the things that he said and the things that he did. And, and so they identified those early Christians with Jesus himself. And I'm pretty certain it was only that way because both Barnabas and Paul lived that out in their own lives. They modeled it for the church. And so as other people saw them emulating Jesus in his life, and so the church began to emulate the life of Jesus as well. And that is so vitally important because so many people will judge Christianity, they will judge Jesus by the life of, of Christians themselves. And this is something that I hear so often, I think, although I think sometimes people that make this accusation, it's a bit of a cliche and perhaps they haven't really um, found out what ordinary Christians are really like. But the accusation that Christianity is, everybody's a hypocrite, nobody's really following Jesus, nobody takes the teaching of Jesus, Jesus seriously. And sadly, you see some church leaders who are putting a pedestal and then they sin big time and they fall and the media makes, loves to make a big show of it all. And that is people's general perception of Christianity, which is sad because the majority of ordinary Christians are trying to live a holy and righteous life like Barnabas. They're trying to follow Jesus every day. They're trying to obey his commandments. They're trying to love one another and love the world around them. It's just as Jesus commanded us to. And yet people will continue to have this perception that Christians aren't really like Jesus, the one they claim to follow. And so we want to be like the Christians of Antioch and like Barnabas, that there is something powerful at work in our lives that is obvious to people beyond the fact that we may be telling them that we go to church on a Sunday. There's something visible and tangible in our lives that people recognise the life of Jesus in us, that we are living it out day by day in both what we say and what we do. And that is so important. And so looking at Barnabas, there is so much that we can learn from him. He was a great encourager to his brothers and sisters in Christ, and especially those that were new in the faith those who were wavering in their faith. And we all need people at certain points in our lives and in our faith journey to come alongside us and to just give us that little bit of encouragement to keep going, to keep following, not to give up, to persevere, even through tough and hard times. And that's certainly something we can learn from Barnabas. He was a man filled with the Holy Spirit, 
he had great faith. He was a righteous man. That he was close to God. And in the overflow of that, he saw people coming to faith in Jesus. And then as both Barnabas and Paul taught the people in Antioch, the life of Jesus in them was reflected in the people they were teaching. And so everyone in that city came to know them as Christians. So we would all want to be known as Christians in the literal sense, little Christ, that we follow Jesus so closely that people can see something in our lives and see Jesus reflected in us. And in turn, the others will come to know him as Lord and Saviour as a result, just as happened in the life and ministry of Barnabas. Will we pray together? Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for the example of Barnabas, the son of encouragement. Lord, in the way that he truly did live up to his name, we pray that we would learn from the life of Barnabas in the way that he used the gift that God had given him to encourage other believers in the faith. Lord, I pray that we would all be able to do that for one another, and especially those who are wavering in their faith, those who have doubts, those who are new in the faith. Help us to build one another up, to pray for one another, to encourage one another. Lord, especially in this season where so many have not been to church face to face in the past 18 months, that we encourage one another to, to meet together for worship, for prayer, for teaching, and all the Lord has commanded us to do, that we do not neglect meeting together. Lord, I pray that like Barnabas, we would seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we wouldn't be satisfied with just the way things are, that we would want to grow in our spiritual lives, to grow closer to you, Lord, in a relationship with you, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to strengthen our faith, to help us to fight sin and to turn away from sin and live for you. And Lord, we pray that like Barnabas and those Christians in Antioch who first took that name of Christian, that we too would be like them, reflecting Jesus to the world in what we say as we proclaim Christ, as we proclaim Jesus as Lord, and in our actions as we love one another and we love the people around us and love our communities as Jesus has commanded us to do. All these things we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, we come to the, the end of our online service today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening in uh, as well. And uh, if you remember what I said at the beginning, the next face-to-face uh, -face service will be the 15th of August. And the weeks in between, I'll share some older services that were pre-recorded last year. 
uh, for folks to, to listen to uh, as well. So take care, everyone, and hopefully see you, see you soon. I'm just going to ask God's blessing, and I'll let you go your way. Now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all now and always. Amen. Bye-bye now.